You can kick your fancy ales, you can take them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast. I have here with me today Travis. Hey, 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 hey. And David. Greetings, citizens. And this episode is going to be a mustering your army. And we're covering the Harrod and Umbar army list. 750 points. So all the options. That's right. Every Everything you could possibly take is available. I, and I think they're <laughs> actually the second biggest army list just behind Mordor. That's right. I remember when the Harrod book came think, out, yeah. it just expanded it so much, didn't it? It's huge yeah. amount of yep. options. It's ridiculous. If, if you want options, you go Harrod. That's right. Yeah. So let's get on with the army lists, and Trav, you can begin. Me? Oh, oh. sorry. No, we'll have David begin. I thought, I thought we we'll have decided David, David was. Sorry, no. other way around. I'm ready to go if you are. Let's go see what we've it. got. Okay, I've gone with a Soladin list, though he is kind of overshadowed by some of the other things you'll find later on. But I don't know, Soladin's a pretty damn good choice. Like, on horse with bow. Yeah, he's got a horse. 105 points. Didn't get the bow attacks. in this one, but just matter of points. But yeah, fair enough. Still, three attacks on a horse. What more could you want? He's backed up by 11 Serpent Riders and a Chieftain on horse with Warspear to just form a solid, hard-hitting, mobile you know, yep. unit. Yep, nice. And they are in turn backed up by a War Moomark of Harad with Tusk Weapons, Upgraded Commander, and the Sigils of Defiance. Never leave home without those three in that order. So you got the Mahud task, Taskmaster and the yes. Bifork. I've got Signals. the Sigils of Defiance nice. to protect him from enemy magics. you got the 12 guys up in the Howdwar. Yeah, I've got those as well. I've purchased the increased shoot value for them. Yep. Because why wouldn't you? Warriors of Kana. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And that rounds out 750 points. So you have Suladan. Yes. 11 Serpent Riders. Yes. And a Chieftain on Horse. Yes. With Warspear. On, yes. Plus a Moomark. And a Moomark. And its crew. Don't forget the Moomark crew. Nasty. <laughs> That's like the mobilest Harad army you could think of. The only reason I haven't taken this army is because I haven't converted 11 Serpent Raiders yet. And I convert very slowly. That is a shockingly frightening thing of things to come. Just in terms of how it performs in a game, I'm imagining a sci-fi movie with a mothership moving around. <laughs> that and just all the little things <laughs> dancing around it and picking things off. Detach Fighter Patrol 7. <laughs> Fighter Patrol 7 detached. That's hard to deal with because if your army goes to engage the separate riders, they piss off and wait for the Mumak to get there. And if you engage the Mumak, the separate riders come in and trap and surround you and peel anything who's trying to kill the Mumak. I mean, the words poisoned lancers should strike fear into pretty much Fight everyone. Four yeah. Fight four lances. poisoned lancers. One of the uh, common things that happens with the Mumak is it bogs down on a tough hero like a Boromir of the Tower and then it gets surrounded. Now, the Mumak can't be trapped and it provides a banner to all of your own troops. So if you then had a layer of serpent riders that could wrap anybody trying to wrap the Moomark, you would end up with a yeah. donut of death. And the thing is, you can't, re- <laughs> you can't, you can't really kite against the Moomark because you've got a Moomark up there with Sigil crew, a Mood Beastmaster on the front of it, and you got 12 guys pegging threes to hit who can move eight. So their effective threat range is 32 inches. So if you're within 32 inches of a Moomark, you're going to get there's some damage yep. coming at you. And they're always in cover. And they've got the 6 plus Fury save. Can I just have the name of that tactic again, please, David? Donut of Death. Love it. <laughs> Sounds both dangerous and delicious. That's the idea. It <laughs> lures them in, and then the death. Brilliant. Okay. So, very nice list there, David. And we'll move on to Trav's list. We're not going to say the cons of the list? 
We'll get, oh, we'll get to that at the end, won't we, with the scoring? No, I thought we were... Gonna, okay, all right, so... Because I was going to say... In, one... ter- in terms of the cons, obviously, it's not quite a one-trick pony, but it's close. Yeah. I was going to say the one thing that gonna, you're going to struggle against is armies that can move just as fast as you. Rohan, for instance, screams to mind. I actually think Delamroth might give it a crack, simply because Black Revel archers. Yep. I was thinking, in the past, if they're going to be overly mobile, then my archers are stationary while chasing them. So that gives me the edge in an arrow war. So if they don't engage, I'm getting ahead the longer the game goes. Mm. What I've found that it tends to struggle with is, you know those guys with the crossbows and the really big shields? Ah, uh, uh, the Arbalest. I know yep. a little bit those about are them. The o- that's <laughs> the only army I've ever found that can outshoot a Moomite. We might get is to They deploy later. behind something which I can't get past and just be invincible. Which is why I hopefully have enough cavalry that I can go route them out. Or, But yeah, we'll see. Okay. Very mobile spellcasters. I, I know that I've brought down a Moomite before with Kamul. Moving in yeah. and out, compelling the Beastmaster. But of course, with a Beastmaster, that makes it a little bit more difficult with the will points. Main as well point, as the uh, signals of yeah, defiance. Yeah, signals of defiance. If yes. you're going to take the upgraded commander, puts him out on the front, you need the sigils. Otherwise, the first ring wraith that comes along just goes, ooh, free Moomuk. Or Wizard. Yeah, great point. Or Galadriel. Or Sauron. Or Necromon. Well, anything with a compel, really. Mm-hmm. So, um, monsters might also be difficult for your army. Not all monsters. The only monsters I'm really thinking of are... The big top end ones, dragons, tree bits, ents, Balrogs. Um, from beyonds, Balrogs, particularly beyond because Bearhawk. Yeah, that's <laughs> awful. Don't want to fight that. Yeah, uh, the, the really big monsters are going to just go, you I'll hit f- it and then go, and? I've fought a Balrog twice. One went either way, but it left it with one wound left on the Moomuk or one wound left on the Balrog. So yeah, yeah. That, that was fun. <laughs> I, I suggest I, trying that. I know I've killed a Moomuk with a tree bit and an ent. Treebeard basically stood out and went, come on, charge me. And we might charge and Treebeard went, cool, thanks for Whack. that. <laughs> Grabbed him and then just pummeling the crap out yeah. of him and the Mooma could never really charge again because I used the sneaky one-inch pushback that you have to take always from a Mooma. Yes. Push back in a difficult terrain and the Mooma went, can't go get you. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. tricky. There, are, there is one other thing that we haven't mentioned that will, of course, take down a Mooma and that is the good old auto kill. From uh, the, King ever, of the dead. ever lovely King of the Dead and yep. the ever more lovely Necromancer. The Necromancer, yeah. Yep. And the Morgul, uh, Morgul, Morgul Blades. Blades, yes. Yeah. Morgul Blades as well from Castellans or from the Witch King. Yeah, the Witch King on Cast- a foul based with a Morgul Blade, mm. although not normally run, one charge from the Witch King with a Morgul Blade will be very disastrous. Yes. High yep. fight, enough attacks and might to win the combat. Yep. And then if you have all three mites when you win the combat, three plus Degmulmuk. I found and- the Castellans are much more of a worry than the Ringwraiths because... They're a lot cheaper. If I do get the trample, it's got 12 fate, and you can take three or four of them, whereas there's only one Witch King. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, great points. Uh, so I think we've covered the list now. Yeah. Is that all right, Trav? Can I move yeah, on? Yeah, now? no, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And we'll move on to Travis's list. My list. Now, this is a list that I've actually been thinking of running to a tournament myself. Believe it or not, I have all the components to build this list. So beware, Melburnians. Look out. This list you may be having to come across at some stage. Cue ominous music. Uh, I'm not meant to say that dun, out loud. Dun, Sorry. Dun, dun, dun. Wait. Wrong, no, wrong, wrong series. Wrong series. <laughs> Go on, Trev. Okay. In Warband number one, I have the Betrayer on Felbeast. And he is leading eight Venomblade Knights, one Venomblade Knight with Banner, and two half-trolls of Far Harad. In Warband number two, I have a Haradrim Chieftain on horse with Warspear, leading six Serpent Riders. 
In warband number three, we have a Hasharin leaving eight Serpent Guard on foot. And in the final warband, in warband number four, I have a Haradrim Chieftain with bow, and he is leading 11 Haradrim Warriors, also with bow. So if you were to use one word to describe your list, Travis? Master of Poisons. Yeah, that's, I figured as much. Is, am I correct in saying everything in that list is poisonous? Bar three models. Three models. There's two, only three two models. Half two half trolls and the Haradrim Chieftain on horse with Warspear because he doesn't, doesn't have, have a bow. <laughs> yeah. I would try and find five points to give him a bow, but we only had a 10-minute time limit. Fair this enough. Is, this is the best I could come up with in 10 minutes. Yeah. So he's rummaging through his gear going, I left my bow here somewhere. <laughs> I found me Warspear, but where's me damn bow? <laughs> yeah. Everything can poison. The reason why I chucked in the half trolls was because the same reason why I chucked in the Venomblade Knights. I went... I have points left over. What can I do? I know I'll upgrade these generic Haradrim Warriors to Venomblade Knights because one, I have the Betrayer. Two, the Betrayer still procs their poison rule. And three, Terror. I have a Ringwraith on the table. You're going to struggle to charge terrifying stuff with a Ringwraith. Yep, so I figure, sure. you know what? I'll be a bit, a little bit... I can't say that word, can I? No. <laughs> Whatever it I is. I will be a little <laughs> bit power gamery yep. and take some more Terror. Oh, oh that word. Yeah, that yeah word. no, you yes, can't yes, say yes. that word. That we word is, for it it is forever forbidden. Banned. I decided I would go with the poison. Awesome. All the poison. Yeah. And a bit of terror. So a beauty of that is often with the Betrayer, you'll find people will have a like one or maybe two warbands that they particularly want to boost with the Betrayer. Your army, you can put the Betrayer anywhere and he will be helpful. Yeah, and I think that's the great thing is he's on a foul base too, so the bigger base gives him a little bit extra on his uh, AOE. Yeah, quite a lot actually. Yeah. yeah, but the great thing is too, even if I lose the foul base to like a Nature's Wrath or a Core Winds or a Sorcerer's Blast, the Betrayer goes, it's okay. I'm still adding a combat effectiveness to my army. Yeah, for sure. I don't, it doesn't matter if the Betrayer's not doing anything because he's always doing anything, something. Mm. So long as I'm, he's with the army, he's effective. And I think once his 14 will gets down to about four, I think that's when he goes, right, it's time to get out of here. Use his Falbus to use that large movement to push him behind the army. And he just sits there as a halo of doom going, you've got Neg One Courage. I'm boosting this poison on my entire army. Deal with us. I'm here to late game. What I find interesting about this army is a lot of people, me included at the time, wrote off Venom Blade Knights once fainting came in with the special yeah. strikes. Because... It's, you pay the points to gain something you've already got. It protects your fight value, but if you've got Serpent Guard, then you've got Fight Force Spears. I understand exactly what you're saying with the Venom Blade Knights. And I went, hang on. There is a reason why you would take Venom Blade Knights. Because you can make their poison even better. You can make them super fainters, I guess is a word. And yeah, that's what I've done. Is that's I've not gone, a word, though. <laughs> yeah. I but I guess <laughs> if you're going to take the Venom Blade Knights, yeah, I think... And that's the funny thing. The Venom Blade Knights work so well with the Betrayer. They get the bonuses from, obviously, the Master of Poisons. And then they also get the added bonus that they've got a ring ray from the table. So they're harder to charge. They mutually support each other and they mutually benefit each other. I think it's, it's a match made in heaven. Synergy to the max. Synergy to the max. Yep, Actually, that's, sure. that's another word you could use for my list. Yeah, synergy. synergy. Yeah. It's very nice. Just looking again at those half trolls that you decided to put in there. Yeah. You could have just maxed out some of your warbands. I could have. I could have even taken another three, yeah, maybe four Serpent Riders. Yeah. So what was the attraction from the half troll? Well, I was looking at it going, I don't have Fight 5. Aside from like the Hasherin, I don't really have any punch. 
as I said, I only had we only had ten minutes, so I sort of fluffed again. I went, you know what? I like half trolls. I threw them in there just to add a bit more extra. They probably needed to end weapons to be a bit more. But the fight five, strength five in the line gives me sort of the little mini captains, and I was sort of envisioning them as one sits next to the Haradrim chieftain with bow, and the other one sits next to the Hashrin, and they sort of act as a two-man tag team unit. They move forward as a pair. And they just peel stuff off, get a bit of extra damage in there. They're just a bit more reliable damage in the army. As I said before, there's other things I could have put in there for them. Watches, I think I had in one iteration of the list, but dropped them. I just, I like the half trolls because they synergize better. One with the terror that add make the Venom Blade Knights even more scary. And it's an extra 5-5 five five in the line. Very nice. You did say that uh, you feel like your army lacks a little bit in punch. And that's why you added these. But I think we haven't really discussed the biggest punch in the entire army. And that would be oh, yeah. the betrayer himself. <laughs> the betrayer of Yeah, he yeah. sort of gets caught up in the whole, it's all like a AOE thing. But again, yeah. he's still a hasher and he's still got the Bane of Kings. And a Bane of Kings on a Felbeast, rerolling all failed attempts on a Felbeast. Dude. It's, it's insane. That's so much damage yeah. right there. Yeah, he burns Will to be in combat, but... He's an offensive wraith to the max. I think he actually casts one of his spells better than the others. I think it's Compel. I think he casts Compel and Transfix on the same roll. Yeah. So, so he compels you'd on argue a why you'd ever cast Transfix yeah. in that case. He casts Compel on a four. That's fantastic. That's exactly the sort of spell you want to be able to cast better than your other spells for the Betrayer because he goes, right, I have all this damage output. I have huge, 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 huge maneuverability. I'm just going to pull you slightly out of your line and then bang, swoop in, kill. As soon as he gets in on that, he'll take out anything just about what he does that is what he does very true so i guess we'll look a little bit at the weaknesses of your list there travis i was thinking about this and this is sort of the reason why i added the half trolls it really doesn't like defense six mm. it's going to struggle against really bulky armies dwarves i think i'm going to really struggle against the archery ain't going to do a whole lot even with the rerolls ones and twos i mean i could even abuse that more get more bang for my buck by making the hydrogen warriors warriors of kana I think it's Warriors. Is it Warrior Kana? Yeah, Warriors yeah. of Kana for the plus one. Yeah, yeah. the plus one shoot. Or minus but, one, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Aside from the Fell Beast and Sword of the Serpent Riders, there's not a lot in there. I mean, it's got a bit of all round, it's got a bit of defense, but if you abuse one thing in your army, either you yourself abuse mass shooting or you yourself abuse mass cav, you yourself abuse high defense. If you come across anything that's focused in one area, it will struggle. Because it's sort of one of those lists where it can fight other lists that are good across the board and do it better than them, but it can't fight a list that's focused in one area. Yeah, great point. So yep. another Haradrim gunline will blow it out of the water. Elf, mass elf archery will blow it out of the water. Uh, high defense, like all Iron Guard army will blow it out of the water. Anything that focuses on one thing and just overwhelms you in that one particular area, I'm going to find it hard to punch through. Just because I have tricks to deal with some of it, but not all of it. The re-rolls are great, but if you can't get those sixes on yeah. the re-rolls, it's going to make it yeah, a Yeah, if they can't even win the combat, because that's the other thing as yeah, well. My yeah. army is has to win combats yeah. to be using its effectiveness. If mm. I can't win combats, and I think elves even will make this army struggle a bit too, because yeah. if Betrayers only fight five, it's going to be a hard game. Any fight six heroes could potentially cause you uh, major the heroes problems. I'm not too worried about. I've got a the, you've got a fell beast. Yeah, I've got a that's fell right, beast. That's right, but... In terms of major threat in multiple areas, yeah, that's multi, become tricky. big multi heroes actually might yeah. do it because I can only put the betrayer in one spot. Yeah, exactly. And it will take a while for the betrayer to knock out a big hero just because will if you throw up enough will shields and resist enough of the betrayer spells, it's, he's not going to find an opening. 
And even if you just position well. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing with the Betrayer. He needs an opening to go in on. Yep, for sure. So thanks, Travis. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll, that. <laughs> we'll move on to my one. What have you got for us? I have gone with the Corsairs of Umbar. So Feeling a little arry, are we? Arr. <laughs> that was a really I... bad joke. I apologize, everyone. Radio. Not have my. Whip. We need. Jer- <laughs> we needed Jeremy in over this bit. Make we some did. sort of a pirate joke. We might. We may have. <laughs> um. So we each chose a hero at the start, and I believe David, you chose Saladin. 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 Well, I pronounce it differently depending on the day. Yeah. It's, fair it's... enough. <laughs> Travis, your hero was Betrayer, right? Yes. Right. I went with Dalamir because I'm like I, I would very much like to run some corsairs. I've picked up some corsairs recently. So, without further ado, here's my list. I started with Dalamir, probably as my leader, yep. He, in his warband, sorry? Why wouldn't you? He's a fleet master. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) He's got in his warband two Reavers, four Arbalesters, three Corsairs with shield, and three Corsairs with spear. So, a little bit of all the Corsair options. The next warband is a Bosun. Now, I figured out he can take a shield like which i did not know and he can also yeah. have a spear which is really handy for the um for yeah. the banner effect if you just need to sit him back for a, a turn or two so i've given him a shield and spear and he has exactly the same warband as as dalamir so two, two reavers four arbalesters three corsairs with shield three corsairs with spear yeah now i got to this stage and i realized i hadn't used that many points so i thought oh what else can i throw in here that's themed to umbar why not the knight of umbar <laughs> So I grabbed him. Good I put thought. him on a. I put him on a fell beast. You put a fell beast as well. Fell beast. Yeah. Okay. And I grabbed six Castellans of Umbar because that's the one option that was themed that yeah. I hadn't used yet. And supporting them as six corsairs with spear. And finally, I had uh, about a hundred points left, so I thought, oh, whatever, I'll just get a shooty warband. I could throw some more arbalesters in there. So I grabbed a captain with a crossbow, and he's got five arbalesters with him. So that's a little bit of a support warband yeah. that can kind of run in at the end, Matt, maybe do something with Matt, that. I, I'm just going to say it right now. <laughs> you probably already know this, but this seems very familiar. Just a little bit. Just a really, really <laughs> familiar to a list that I ran a, a fair while ago. Now, to be fair, I don't think you ran Dalamir that often, did you? Uh, I did run it a fair bit, but you do have more Arbalesters than me. Right, yeah. I think you, you got, I think it's 14 in there? Yeah, 13 plus the Captain 13, with crossbow. Yeah, I only had yeah. eight. Yeah. So you have more Arbalesters and yeah, you have more Reavers. Less you, Reavers. You only less Reavers. I've only got eight. four. Yeah. Four Reavers, so usually that's a bit less than what Trav would normally have. I think I, I've got 18 throwing weapons, not including the Captain and yeah. the Boson. I think the other thing that I noticed as well just then it was it's it's a 750 list. My Corsair army it was 800. Was 800. So that's I had a bit right. more points to play with. Yeah. And but I think uh, you maxed out on troops with those points, didn't you, for the most part? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have many Castellan. Like yeah. Many of the really expensive 10-point units. Yeah, and that's right. Didn't have yeah. a huge amount of them because I preferred the throwing weapons. Yeah. Because this I, is the Fallen Realms. Ten-point units are really expensive. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I want to make sure on, the Castellans of Umbar are ten points, right? Is that right? No, they're eleven. Oh, I buggered it up then. Mm. So you're six points over. <laughs> Drop a Corsair. It's fine. Oh, Jeremy's here. Yes. Welcome. Hello, Jeremy. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Glad to be here. You've got all Arbalesters and no bows on your Corsairs. Is that's right. That just because you want the crossbows or is there do you see any value in the bows i think the bows have their place but i think if you really wanted bows you're more likely to go with haradrim with bows and i kind of wanted to stick to the umbar yeah. theme i have bowmen in my corsair arm yeah yeah and I, I think i know where jeremy's going with this the bows are actually still quite useful because you can obviously the move shoots actually really it can be powerful if you know how to use it yep and when you get in close you can sort of 
up the ante with the bowmen and go to throwing weapons. So you get even more damage and more punch. And to be honest, you don't need a whole lot of arbalesters. That said, me saying that, shout out to Shawnee from Sydney. With we, his we've seen what a ton of arbalesters can do. Did. Yeah. I'm tempted to retract my statement yeah. about the Corsair bow. It is hard to argue with those results, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> my only concern is that crossbows are stationary when you shoot. So if they're playing off about that 24-inch range, can do some clever movement where they move back. You go to set up to shoot. They move back some more. You yeah. move forward. They move forward. And, and, play that and that's game. what I was yeah. saying as well with the... the Corsair Bowman is the move shoot is powerful if you know how to use it. And it's the same argument I've had with a lot of people about Lurts and yep. Barashku. It's the same argument all over again. Who's better? Well, they're both good they're, if you know what you're doing. But if you know how to use a bow correctly, you can and will beat out a crossbow. Lurts is better. Barashku looks silly. Yeah, he has a, <laughs> mostly because he has a shield. But these, yep. these crossbows have shields And the as giant well. crossbow. But I think also we're talking about ways you can... Use your bowman to maximum effect to overcome crossbows, which means that the crossbows just have to stand there. Yeah. If you're having to come up with a cunning tactic to overcome something, that probably means that the something you're overcoming is, you know, has an edge. It's having That's an effect true. on your army. As yeah. well as this, you've got, I've got a ton of throwing weapons here which can abuse that as well if they're moving back and forth and can't make up their minds. There's 18 throwing weapons in the army, including mm. the Hashra and, and Actually, that's another thing, interesting thing that I'd like to point out as well, With is if you take bows, okay, yeah, it seems redundant to have a bowman with a throwing weapon and a bow, but when you get into close quarters, you can really up the threat on your throwing weapons. I know my Corsair army has 26 throwing weapons, and even when I drop down a 750, which usually means I drop the Fell Beast for a horse on the Knight of Umbar, that's still a lot of throwing weapons. Oh, like an extra eight throwing weapons is a big deal. Yeah, like it's a it ton. can do a lot. Mm. Yeah. Is a tower shield still one where you lose defense? The three lose defense. the defense in combat. That's yes. right. Okay, so that's so, yeah. that's a little one there. It's nice to shield your army behind it, but once you get into combat without you, the throwing you, weapon, it can be yeah, true. I think you can now shield with it as well. Yeah, or you, you don't get the minus one. No anymore. minus one as oh, well. Okay, and they still so fight four. Yeah. yeah, no, so that's decent. Yeah. But, Again, it comes back to the other thing as well with the Arbalesters, is if you don't bring your Arbalesters into combat early enough, they can be left behind. You still it's need to know, is, yeah, and this, this is, is, we talked about this so often with both bows and crossbows, you do need to know when you're moving in. Yeah. And you, you know, need to be aware of that. Yeah. You cannot sit at the back of the board every game, and we've talked about this a ton of times. Yeah, and I suppose this yeah. is why I, like, I don't run as many Arbalesters, one, because I don't have as many of them, but if you have, say say 16 arbalesters to 16 bows and sorry eight bows and eight arbalesters if you mess up with your arbalesters and don't pull them in push them into combat early enough that result is going to be more hurtful for you than if you just say forgot to move the eight crossbowmen in early enough because your archers are usually with your army brilliant was there anything we didn't talk about with my list have we discussed ways to beat it yet maybe no, that might be a good option haven't. maybe i was trying to avoid that <laughs> Let's get ways him. To beat what Corsairs. do you think david when fighting Corsairs, they're all strength... No, they're all strength three. They're all fight four, which was the one I was after. Yeah. Well, They've all got five in there as well. Oh, yes. There's, there's a lot of fight five. There's well, a lot there's of two attack models. only the four Reavers in my list, mm. but... But four's enough. And six Castellans, which I'm are actually fight not five sure as well. I'm not sure that it is enough, actually, to be honest. Mm. One thing I loved about my Corsair armies, I had a lot of Reavers. I had eight of them, which was perfect amount for me. Because you lose, you generally lose a couple before with shooting and stuff. So you, when you hit combat, you generally have about six. If you lose a couple with of your reavers, you're down to two, and then it's very easy to sort of min max against them. And what do you do with two reavers? They don't 
you kill the, things. Yeah, they don't. Well, they don't have as much. They're easily focusable. That's my thing. You, I feel you might have just a bit too much. I think your arbalester to reaver ratio might be a bit too much in the arbalester favor. Oh, fair enough. You probably want to be in combat with that reaver, the corsair army, as much as you can, because standing off and shoot it, unless you're like a pure shooting force, Merkle Elves or a Grey Company, you're not going to outshoot that. It's got so much bow fire, but they've got low defense. So when they when they do lose a combat, they're probably going to go down. You could also work on some monsters to start disrupting their lines. Could work really well. It could do some damage on throws, but also once they're on the ground, they can't do any damage to you. Try and avoid the Reavers. Try and target them with your own shooting if you can, because they're the real punch in the combat. Yeah. The rest is okay in combat, and it's got high fight, but it's not really particularly powerful. Strength 3 across the board. You've got the monsters to support you. The Castellans are really nice, but it doesn't really want to be in combat against the full force. It wants to be able to shoot them, weaken them, and then go into combat That's afterwards. Right. Yeah. Outmaneuver them, so occasionally doing a full disengage, getting another rate of throwing weapons in, and then reset the engages are going to really be helpful for you to do as well. It's what I do with my Corsairs and my other throwing weapon armies. Engage, pull them out of position, disengage, and then reset the combats. Keep resetting because your formation is huge. You need those Castellans in the front. You need them to be spear support all the time, and you need your bosuns in the correct spots. And don't be afraid if you're going against this army to just hug in terrain. Get in there, travel yeah. through terrain. Don't get within 24 inches unless you're ready to move forward. And don't, don't, don't run away from it because if you try and run away yeah. from it, in its, it, its you're range, just playing into it. Just on that yeah. as well, mind your opponent's big heroes. That's another thing I noticed with crossbows, uh, with corsairs. Sorry, big heroes. They do not like Boromir's bad for them. Imrahil's bad for them. They really crumple to the big fights. Yeah, put a brick wall in front of in front of your hero. On that note, we do have Dalamir able to deal Dalam- out some Dalamir good damage. And the Knight of Umbar, the Knight of Umbar, of course, together but, yeah. can generally take down a hero pretty comfortably. Yeah. But I've actually found Dalamir's a bit. Hashrins are an interesting one. Their whole description is killing enemy heroes, and they don't quite pay off that. They're not quite that great at killing enemy heroes. And same with the Knight of Umbar. When he goes in, he seems to want to copy, but not want to copy at the same time. I know he got a bit of a boost with the FAQ now, where he can transfer something and yeah. then copy their unmodified stats, which is nice, but they almost need to work together. They really need to work together to get a really good, crisp takedown. And that's what you need with those two, is you need to go in, kill on your first attempt. You cannot be going in and killing on your second and third attempt, because the Knight of Umbar is great, but... I don't know, looking at the roll-offs, going on a 50-50 roll-off, I don't like that. You want that transfix. Flash in. kill is the phrase that you want to use yeah. there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, you need to go in and flash kill, and going in, trying to flash kill off a 50-50 roll off your copycat, no, don't. Absolutely. Don't risk a game on a 50-50 chance. You've got the Knight of Umbar, so you've got the Ring Wraith. You've got Dalmir, so you've got the Smoke Bombs. Both of them together, you should have a reasonable chance yeah. of pulling off that transfix which is where you're saying, put them together, and they're downright difficult to stop. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. You need a link. There's not much that can deal with both. Agreed. I think we've covered everything there, so we might move on to some scoring. I'd just like to make one thing interesting on the scores first. One more. All right, okay. Just some of the characters that we didn't select. Golden King, Golden King was was one one that we didn't select. That was my first thought, and then I changed my mind. And obviously his chop guys as well. Yep. Uh, Another one I found quite interesting, the Haradrim Taskmaster. Yeah. And the last one is the Mahood. I found quite interesting that no one selected a mood hood. That was another one I was going to do, but clearly I'm not as good on my Harrod points values as I thought. (laughs) Yeah, I I just thought that was quite interesting (laughs) that because I've seen a lot of people take the Golden King and the Taskmaster in particular, and none of us decided to take him. So yeah, yeah, something for you. But anyway, scores. Great, great point. So David, who gets your vote? This is a tricky one. I'd have to give it to Travis because 
the sheer amount of terrifying poison at fight four is it's hard to overcome that much high defense. Yeah. Like your army <laughs> not got a nice, your own horn trap. <laughs> it's got Matt, your army's got a nice damage output. It's incredibly hard to close through that much firepower. But once you get there, if you've got something that can deal damage in the move phase, which I have, then your low defense starts to fall apart. Yep. Whereas defense six, almost across the board, has oh, to go to Trav. Yeah. Travis, your scores? I look at the Mumak and go, I really like that that way, that particular way of running a Mumak. I really do, but... The mothership with the flying little Yeah, dog I fighters. love that analogy. I love the thread. I love <laughs> the imagery and the way it would play on a table. But, Matt, you've pretty much almost taken exactly how I run Corsairs, and I can't say no to that. I've got to give my vote to Matt. It's just, that list is just, it's so similar to what, how I would do it. Okay. Jeremy, we'll get to you last, I think. I'm going to vote for David's list. Huzzah! I, actually, I really do love the idea of just the Mumak just sort of slowly shifting around and then the the Donut of Death, was it? Yes, the Donut yes. of Death. I, I do think that could be a very effective list and I love the idea. So, Jeremy, I guess you're the tiebreaker. Yes, I love this power. Matt, I thought your list was really, really good, although I, the Castellans... I'm not sure about it. You've got some high defense models. They don't sort of gel. I don't think with well, the others. That, You've got that a, said, an Jeremy, avoidance army. Flash back terror. to our game in Adelaide. The Castellans is what won me that game because they were managed to hold off the Sons of Earl. They mm-hmm. went in, they shielded, and they blocked them off. Yep. But I also think Matt's a little bit lower numbers. I think you've got some expensive options there, and I think with a low defense army, I'd want to up a bit more. David, your army, I think, is is really good. I really like the Mumuk with the uh, Sigils of Defiance and the Tusk weapons. It's a real powerful one with that shooting artillery battery there. Scary, scary thing. But because my dice like to not wound, I'm going to have to go with the re-rolls for the poison list because <laughs> the amount of ones and twos that I see on those die, I just can't go past Travis' list. So he gets my vote this time. Oh, well done, Travis. Huzzah. Travis the winner, the tiebreaker. winner of the Harrod and Umbar list riding uh, muster of your army. I don't play them that much either. <laughs> <laughs> Although that said, I probably should actually put together this betrayal list because I've got everything for it. I've been egging you on to do that. Yeah, yeah true. I think Summer early 2015, folks. So we'll get back to you in more about three weeks worth and then we'll get you a battle report. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's worth a shot. Maybe. Yeah. So thanks for joining me today, guys, and I'll see you on the next one. Traps win games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.